welcome back to the Home to Self podcast. (sighs) I am so excited for this episode, but also a little bit nervous for it, just because it's such a meaningful topic that I've been wanting to discuss more of on the show about my new approach to health and wellness and really how I got here based on my own journey. And I've shared a lot about my journey in previous episodes, but the more that I go on this journey and like reflect back on what I've been through and the different like shifts that I've experienced in the past year or two, the more that I gain awareness and perspective and that I'm able to explain it in ways that makes more sense. However, it's still such a new topic, a new conversation for me, and there is so much depth in it. It's so complex that part of me is nervous to even start it because I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to leave anything out. I want to give you guys all the details, all the moments, all the perspective shifts that I experienced so that you can really understand this the way that I hope that you will. However, I'm not perfect and I don't want to aim for perfection because it's just not going to happen. So I'm here to do my best to explain what I went through. And the reason that I really want to do that is because, again, I think that this topic is so important. And the gist of it really is trying to show you guys through my own journey that health is a natural byproduct of your internal environment. Your internal environment being your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, really everything that goes on within you that people don't see, right? But that you experienced, experience all the time. And if you would have asked me this a couple years ago, like what does health mean? I would have never given you that definition because as a holistic health coach and someone who is just obsessed with nutrition and diet and lifestyle in general, I was convinced that the answers to health and therefore happiness lied in diet and lifestyle and the things that we do, the habits that we have, the food that we eat, right? Even like the people we surround ourselves with and the practices that we have in our sleep and and all of that. I did believe in all of that, but I didn't give as much importance to our inner worlds, so to speak. And... (laughs) Through, as you're going to hear through my story, I was kind of forced to have this perspective that I do now and had to figure that out the hard way, which was a very painful experience for me, if I'm being honest. However, it makes it that much more meaningful to me now. And it has just opened my eyes to a whole new experience of life because really health is just one byproduct of this way of being that I'm going to be talking about in this episode. But it's it's a way of being, which means it impacts every area of your life. And I don't even really like to use the, the word health anymore because I think it's so directly associated to diet and lifestyle and how you look. But I think wellness and mindful wellness really starts to unpack this new idea a little bit better, but even still, it's like, it's so much bigger than that. It's a way of being right. That starts from the inside out rather than the outside in. And the reason I think it's so important is because I feel like the mainstream approach to health and wellness these days, especially what we see on social media and with the rise of like health coaches and all this is doing a massive disservice to people 
because without this conversation, without addressing your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings, your emotional health and wellness, health is just not fully there. Like it's not fully achievable if you are disregarding this other huge side of the conversation. And in my opinion, now this conversation, everything that happens internally is probably 80% of it. Because as human beings, as any living organism, our bodies want to be healthy. Like health is our natural state. And it makes sense because again, as living organisms, our primary function desire is to stay alive. And if we are healthy, it gives us the highest chance to do that, right? And to make babies and evolve and do what we're here to do as living organisms, especially as humans. And so it's not, health is not something we need to chase after. It's not this like battle that you have to like discipline your way to achieving, which is the approach that most people take that I took for so long. It's like I had to force myself to do the things to be healthy. And I don't think that that's the way. I really don't. And I'm going to share my story. And hopefully by the end of this, you will agree with me a little bit more and understand that health is, again, a natural byproduct that comes when we heal the layers, the things, the limiting beliefs, the perspective that we have on ourselves and what we need to do in order to be happy and be well. So in order to break down my story, what I realized is that there's a couple major turning points in my journey that really started to shift the way that I was approaching health and wellness in my life in general. And I'm using those as kind of guiding posts to share my story with you. So I want to take it back to college because that's really where everything started with my health. And I'm not going to go too far in depth here because, again, I recorded a few other episodes, the major one being um, Wellness Reimagined. It's kind of at the beginning of my podcast. So if you want to listen to that, I encourage you to do so to get a little bit more context. But really, all you need to know is that in college, I was living the classic college lifestyle, drinking a lot, not sleeping a lot, stressing over my grades, you know, staying up late at night doing all the things that college kids do, eating crappy food. I was on antibiotics a few times for UTIs, just not taking care of my health. And because of that, my health really started suffering. I not only did I gain weight and started having really intense migraines, but the worst part of it was my bloating. My digestive health just went to shit. And I tried to fix it a few times. I mean, I went to a couple mainstream doctors and did a couple tests here and there. And the only thing that I was told was that I have IBS and they kind of just sent me on my way. So I didn't have any answers. I didn't know what to do about it. But over time, you know, as I approached senior year, I kind of hit rock bottom emotionally as well and mentally because I was not in a good place. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. There was a lot that went into that, but because of all these different parts of my life and of my health kind of declining, I just went down into this dark place that also affected my physical health even more. However, after I graduated college and I moved in with Austin, things started to go better. I started to cook for myself. I started to work out. I started to like actually dive into the world of health and wellness that I became so quickly fascinated by. And things really started to go uphill pretty quickly. And over the next two years, I was thriving. Like if I look back on my life, I'm like those years so far were my best years in terms of health. 
not only only did I look the best and have like a toned fit body because I was working out and I was enjoying my life, but I was also feeling good in my body. I wasn't taking anything too seriously. I was enjoying every day as it came. I was eating whole foods. I was learning. I was moving in a way that felt good to me. I started to implement, implement meditation and things were just happening naturally. Like I wasn't overthinking every step, which is an important point to mention at the beginning. Because what happened from there on is that I took it too far. And I feel like a lot of people can relate with this. A lot of women who are very interested in health and wellness, you know, it starts off great because you make these changes in your life and they quickly show in how you look and how you feel. But some of us can take it too far, especially if you've had any form of perfectionist tendencies in the back, in the back, in the past, you can often, you know, naturally apply that to your health and wellness journey and just start to overconsume information. And that's what happened to me. I went down way too many rabbit holes. I tried crazy experiments. I did a seven day fast. I was just trying so many different diets all the time. I did whole 30. I did carnivore. I, did, I was vegan for a little bit at the beginning. I was doing like trying so many different supplements. I was testing and the reason for this is partially because I was really, really interested in this space. And so I was willing to be a guinea pig to then share it with other people. But the other kind of deeper motivating factor for me was a lack of self-worth that I felt I could compensate for by fixing my health and by being this kind of role model of what health looks like right? I wanted to do this as my career, as my full-time job. And so I was like, that's motivating. I want to be the example that I set for my clients. And again, this, that's not a bad thing, but when you know that there's an underlying intention of like, if I don't do this though, if I don't achieve optimal health, then I'm a failure, then I'm not worthy. That's the thing that I didn't look at that now I would address first and foremost, because that story alone was the driving factor that led me down a darker path later on. And I wasn't even really aware of it, right? I thought I was just doing all this stuff and it was really good for me. And I was just like so courageous and so determined and committed and whatnot. And I wouldn't change anything. Like I really don't regret my journey at all because it's gotten me to this point and I learned so much along the way that I can now share with others and I can really empathize with other people no matter what their their specific journey looked like. But so in this area of my life, in this phase of my life, I, again, was just doing too much. I was manipulating my diet and lifestyle way too much to try to, quote unquote, fix my symptoms because I still had a little bit of bloating. I still had a couple of symptoms that were still there. And so I naturally was like, oh, so that means I need to go harder or I need to try one more thing. Like I'm just missing one piece of the puzzle. And the answers in my mind lied again in some sort of supplement or some sort of routine or some sort of diet or some something external. And I got caught up in the millions of different opinions of what the best diet is and what the best workouts are and what the best supplements are. Like the amount of, of information that I was consuming on a daily basis is actually so scary <laughs> to me now because 
I didn't have the foundation and the self-trust and the discernment to filter through all of that information and up and take in only what resonated. So I was trying to take in everything all at once and implement it constantly. And as you can probably imagine, that is a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for disaster and it's a recipe for stress in the body. And this is the piece that, I mean, I just want to scream from the rooftops and I'm going to for probably the rest of my life is that our thoughts alone can make us sick or they can make us well. That's how much power our minds have over our bodies. And the reason being because we are the only animals really on planet earth that can use our minds, our thoughts to influence our bodies based on hormones and chemicals that they produce in response to the signal they're getting from your mind. So in simple terms, your mind can put you into a stressed out state, a state of fight or flight, which indicates to your body that there is some sort of threat in the environment that it needs to prepare for, right? And thank God we have this system, this fight or flight system, because it helps us run away from predators. It helps to keep us safe and respond in a way that is appropriate when there is an actual threat in the environment. The problem is when it's your mind creating these assumptions, whether it's anxiety, thinking about the future and like something that may happen that you are just starting to think about in this present moment, or whether it's about the past or whatever it is that you're creating in your mind and reinforcing, your body doesn't know that it's not actually real, that it's not actually happening in your environment. And it's responding the same way it would as if like a car was about to hit you. Right. And the problem is when you do that long term, you are causing your body to be in a chronic state of stress. And that's what I had done unconsciously. And it was with good intentions. Right. But the path to hell is paved by good intentions is like a quote, apparently, that seems really appropriate for me in this case. I thought I was doing all the right things. I was consuming so much information and this person was telling me this and this person was saying that and this person was showing evidence that this is true. And the problem was that they were all kind of contradicting each other in some way, shape and form. And that's really was what was driving me crazy because it made me overthink every single decision that I was making in the name of health, in the pursuit of health. So this is where I got caught in a really vicious self-sabotaging cycle that lasted about two years for me. So because of the amount of information I was consuming on this topic of health and wellness, and because of the way I was interpreting it, which is really important, I just got caught in my mind about everything. I started to overthink every single decision that I was making, and it was causing me so much stress in my body. For example, something as little as like, I love tomatoes. Like tomatoes, I just can't get enough of them, always have loved them. (laughs) And so like my body would crave tomatoes, right? Or I would just want tomatoes added to whatever meal I was making. And then there was this voice in the back of my head that would come in and be like, no, but tomatoes have lectins and lectins are not good for your digestive health. And you're trying to heal your gut. So you should probably not have tomatoes. So then I would leave the tomatoes out, but my body would still want them. Right. And Or for example, like the whole lower carb thing, We know by now, the science is there, that lower carb is really good for blood sugar management, right? To regulate your blood sugar levels, which is such an issue for especially American society, American people because of fast food and 
the, just the way that our eating style, I guess. And yet, if you look into it from the perspective of like women's health and menstruating women's health specifically, a lot of evidence shows that low carb is actually not the best option because long-term it can start to affect our menstruation, like our cycle and our hormones in general. And so all of these different opinions were stuck in my head and they were causing me to just live strictly from my mind against my body's will, against anything that I was feeling intuitively. And over time, it just overpowered every gut feeling that I had, every ounce of self-trust that I had, had just been overridden by my mind trying to constantly make the right decision. And the reason for this, again, is because I had not done the work to work through my subconscious narratives of feeling like I need to do everything perfectly and be the role model of health as a health coach in order to be successful, in order to be happy, in order to be, in order to be worthy, right? And so that was still the driving force behind everything I was doing. It was never enough because I was operating from a lie this story that I'm not enough if I'm not the perfect picture of health or I'm not going to be successful if I don't have a six-pack or whatever whatever the deeper stories are that were driving me like that is the reason that it got so bad and this is this is the missing piece I think when it comes to health and wellness the missing conversation that we have to look at what stories are driving our behaviors before we ever try to change the behavior itself. Because that is the natural evolution of it. It's like your thoughts and and, uh, thoughts and beliefs come first, then they evoke feelings in your body. And then your feelings cause you to act, right, and behave in a certain way. And then that leads to the results you get in your life. So you can think of it as like, if you throw a pebble into a pond, it has like four or five ripples, right? The way that most people are trying to change their life and address their diet and lifestyle or address their health is by looking at the last ripple, the fifth ripple, which is your results, right? Or your actions, the fourth ripple. And that's what they're constantly trying to change and perfect. And the reason it doesn't work in the long term, long term is because that's not actually what is causing you to get the results you are. What's causing you is five ripples before that at the actual pebble that was thrown into the pond. That's what needs to be looked at. And that comes down to your mindset, to the things that are happening in your internal world, deep in your subconscious. And that's why it can be a little bit tricky because it's not like you're consciously doing this. You don't, a lot of us aren't even aware of what is causing us to do the things that we're doing. But that is really at the root of everything we see externally in our lives and even the way that our bodies are. Our physical bodies are a representation of our internal environment. And that is just the way that it is. And again, this was such a mindfuck for me because I am such a logical thinker, such a type A person. I need to see the evidence in order to believe it kind of thing. And on paper, I was doing everything right. Everything I could think of. I was focusing on quality sleep. I was eating the healthiest foods I could possibly think of. I was even forcing myself to to eat liver and like do just crazy things that the average person does not do because I was convinced that 
that was the answer. I was buying from a local farm. I rarely ate out. I was going to the sauna. I was working out multiple times a week. I was just taking super expensive supplements. I mean, the amount of money I spent on supplements is insane. And I was going to functional medical doctors. I was doing all the lab tests. I was meditating. I was journaling. I was trying to manage my stress, which now (laughs) looking back just makes me laugh because we know that stress is like the biggest culprit when it comes to disease. I think 80% of disease is caused by stress-related symptoms. We know that. We are very aware. You go to doctors and they will tell you, you need to manage your stress. You need to manage your stress. We know that, right? As a society, I think we're, we're trying our best to do that. But again, you are trying to control the outer ripple when the problem goes way back to the pebble itself. It's like, why are you so stressed? That comes down to the way that you are seeing the world, the way, the lens through which you are looking, the stories that are driving that of you feeling like you're not enough, of you feeling like you need to prove yourself or that, yeah, it's it's constantly trying to manipulate to try to compensate for these deeper subconscious narratives that we have adopted from childhood or even before, really, that we came here with, you could even um, say, that are running the show. And they cause us to, to compensate for those and try to do everything we can, try to be perfect, try to manipulate our circumstances to make ourselves feel worthy. And that doesn't work. It doesn't work because it puts you under so much stress and it's constantly an internal battle. You have to have so much willpower. You have to have so much discipline to push through those feelings and those thoughts and those subconscious narratives that control most of your behaviors. 90 95% of of your of what you do is is coming from your subconscious right and so it's like it's only 5% of of your actions and everything that you're doing that are conscious how are you going to overpower 95% of that it's so hard and that's why health feels so difficult for so many people and for me it felt nearly impossible and i didn't understand this I didn't understand it because I was doing so much more than I was when I was feeling healthy those two years prior. You know, when I was comparing the two and looking like, okay, what was I doing? Why did I feel so much better then than I do now when on paper I'm doing 10,000 more things and I'm so much more informed? Like, what is the problem here? It did not make sense to me. And it's because I was missing this piece. And this is why I am changing my approach to health and wellness. I mean, I have been. I've been I've been living this life so that I can now sit here and share it with you guys as I continue to evolve, as I continue to learn. But I have proven to myself that this is true. And I continue to gather more information and more statistics and more evidence, science-based evidence that is proving this to be true. So let's go back to my story real quick so I can continue in a kind of chronological order. So at this point, my health is shit, right? I had gained weight again. I could not get it off for the life of me. I was exhausted all of the time. I was like huge bags under my eyes, just had no energy. Everything felt so difficult. I was so tired. I could have slept for 12 hours a day. And internally, I felt like a failure and a fraud, which is not the place to be when you want to grow a business, (laughs) 
I lost my libido and I just hated myself, honestly. Like I, I didn't like who I was. I cried so much. I was so disappointed. I was frustrated and I was just battling myself because the person I saw in the mirror was not the person I wanted to be. And I didn't know how to move through that. I was trying to do all the things that I was told would get me the feelings that I was after. And that's an important point to mention too. It's like, we're not actually after results. It's not actually the fit body that you want or the million dollars in your bank account. Although it seems like that is what you want because that's what we've been sold. But how do you, how, how do you know you want something that you've never had, right? That's actually not possible. What we're after is the feelings that we think those results are going to get us. And that's an important point to mention because it actually happens easier when you reverse that order. When you tap into the feelings now, which we can all do through many different techniques, meditation being one, then you put yourself into an energetic state that actually attracts the results you want to you with so much more ease as a byproduct, again, of your internal environment. So we'll get to that in a second. But but really, the more that I focused on my shitty health, the harder I tried to fix it. And that was the cycle that I was stuck in, right? I was using the same tactics, the same mentality that had gotten me there in the first place because that's all I knew. Because that's all people were talking about on social media, right? All the experts that I was following were telling me that this is the way, this is the answer. In the books I was reading too, it's like I had tunnel vision on diet and lifestyle. And that was the only thing I understood as being an answer. And this is where my first shift came in. The first kind of aha moment that completely shifted my perspective, that that offered me an alternative way of looking at my situation. And it wasn't easy. So I had been going to this functional medical doctor here in Boulder and doing very expensive testing, one being the GI map. That's like a full, complete diagnosis of your gut um, to see, you know, all the different bacteria and fungi and parasites that might be contributing to my digestive issues. And we had looked at this test and many others that I had taken and they had all come back pretty normal. And it was so frustrating because I was actually hoping for there to be like a giant red flag or something that I could grasp, that I could hold on to, be like, aha, that's it. That's what's causing all my pain and discomfort. I knew there was something wrong with me. And yet, every time I got another test back, it would be like, oh, you're pretty healthy. And I was like, what in the actual fuck? How? Like, that doesn't make sense. I'm starting to think that I'm crazy because I feel like shit. I look like shit. And everything says that I am normal, that I am healthy, right? And so my doctor, I'll never forget this moment. My doctor looked at me and said, Lily, maybe you should address this psychologically. Ooh, that felt to me in that moment like a fucking slap in the face. I was just taken aback and I was like, what? Me? No, you don't understand. I meditate. I journal. I do all the spiritual things, you know, because I was, I was super into all of it. But deep down, (laughs) I knew it. I knew that he was onto something. I knew it intuitively, really. I just didn't want to accept it until I heard it from a quote unquote professional. And I look back at this version of me and I just, oh, I just laugh because it's so cute to me now, (laughs) understanding now how powerful we are individually and how much 
we already intuitively know and yet we don't trust ourselves. And, and so we, we wait for someone in a white lab coat to tell us something that we intuitively already know before we ever even acknowledge it. It just, it makes me laugh because I think it's really cute that we do that as humans when in reality, like no one knows you better than you. No one lives in your body. And like, if we just trusted our feelings a little bit more and our instincts a little bit more, it would change everything. And that is part of this mindful wellness approach. It's like coming back to yourself, home to self, the name of the the podcast, right? This concept of like learning how to trust yourself again, your signals, your needs, your desires, trusting them, following them, honoring them, coming back to yourself for the answers you're looking for. And living life from that perspective is a game changer. It is so powerful. So after this happened, things didn't change overnight, obviously. But what did happen is that I simply paused. I paused. And that was my first shift. Simply pause. (laughs) Right? Because we can't go from zero to 100. Like if you're way down one rabbit hole, you can't just turn around and sprint in the other direction. At first, you just have to stop walking, right? And reflect on like, where am I? And just stop, just stop moving. That is like (laughs) such a simple, but such a powerful nugget of wisdom for anything in life. Like whenever there is chaos, whenever you are freaking super indecisive and like going back and forth in your mind or like not knowing what to do and just, just taking in too much, it's like, stop moving, pause, pause, slow down, slow down. And that's what I did because of what he said to me. I slowed down on all of the fearful tactics that I was using to try to fix myself. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you're doing. What matters is why you are doing what you're doing, the how you're doing it, the intention behind your actions that tells you a lot more about where you're at than the actual actions or results that you're getting. And for me, up until this point, I was coming from fear. In the the book, A Course in Miracles, they say that every emotion really boils down to two, fear and love. Fear and love. Like you can boil everything down to either fear or love, which I agree. I think that that's a great way. Even, even just simplifying it like that just helps to understand this all better. Because for me, the things that I was doing were not coming from a place of, oh, I love myself and that's why I'm going to the gym. No, for me, I might have said that because I was trying to trying to say that that was my truth. But really, if I was being honest with myself, the reason I was doing the things I was doing was because I was afraid that if I didn't do them, X would happen. So like if I didn't go to the gym, I would get fat and I would be unsuccessful and I would not be worthy, right? And so everything was really coming from fear up until this point. And that strategy for me did not work. It did not work in the long run, nor does it make life or health any fun whatsoever. I feel like that reactive approach to life and to health is not only the reason we're so stressed, but it also sucks all of the joy right out of everything that we are doing because it adds so much pressure to succeed. And that's why people don't even start on like a new activity or new hobby or like a pursuit that they want to go on because they feel like if it's not perfect, it's not enough. 
right? And that sucks. It's like, we are going to mess up. We are not going to do things perfectly. And it's not meant to fix you. It's not meant like the, the expectation piece, the attachment piece needs to be let go of. And we need to just start doing things because we want to, because we love doing them. Like do them because of the actual like energy that you get from doing them, the joy you get from doing the thing itself. That is really kind of the way to move through life if you want to be present, if you want to enjoy it. But so I paused on all the crazy diets, the intense workouts, or (laughs) even I went through a phase where I didn't work out like at all because I had heard, which this is, this is the thing, everything that I learned has truth in it. But that's why, because everyone's so different and everyone's journeys are so different, what works for one person might not work for another. And that doesn't mean that the other thing is wrong or doesn't work in general. It's just because we are so uniquely different and what we need is so different. And that's why the only way to really achieve health long-term and happiness, like true lasting peace and happiness within is by learning how to trust yourself, having discernment and doing things because you know that they feel good for you and therefore they are good for you. Because there's a million approaches to health and wellness and they may all be good for someone, but that doesn't mean they're all good for you individually. If someone would have told me that at the beginning, you guys, I, anyway, no regrets, no regrets. But so yeah, I went through this phase where I was not exercising because I knew that intense exercise can be very stressful on the body. And for someone who was already stressed, and I knew I was stressed, I just didn't know how to fix it. I knew that, you know, HIIT workouts weren't ideal, but through, but so I took it too far too. And I just stopped working out completely. And I fell into like a victim mentality of like, oh, I'm too stressed to work out. And so I just need to sit here and that's going to heal me. And that also did not help very much. So, you know, all the extremes were (laughs) experimented on, but I stopped doing all of the extremes and just tried to find my center again. I tried to live more intuitively as best as I could. And one thing that I did that was so helpful that I would recommend to anyone who's feeling overwhelmed is to unfollow accounts on Instagram or wherever you were consuming information. For me, it was also podcasts that are adding opinions in your mind. Like do this for your mental health. I'm not saying that what they're recommending is wrong or not useful. It probably is, but you need to first find your center again, come home to yourself and pause and relax and calm your nervous system down before any of that information is actually going to benefit you. And that's where I was at. And so this was one of the best things that I possibly did for my mental health and my health in general. I just stopped consuming so much information and allowed myself to just come back to myself. And I also became more aware of what was going through my mind on a daily basis. You know, just becoming curious of how I might, just might, be getting in my own way. Which, looking back, is now a major theme of my life and a major theme of this whole mindful wellness approach is like, remembering that if your body 
wants to be healthy, then it's always trying to find health and homeostasis, which also means that we are the only ones getting in our own way. And that is a hard pill to swallow sometimes. But taking responsibility is what makes you a more empowered human. It's what helps you heal. It's what takes, it just, it, it, it's necessary to live an empowered and happy and powerful life in general. So although my body didn't transform automatically, you know, because this isn't a quick fix, I always think about like, think about how long it, like whenever I get discouraged on, you know, things aren't changing or happening fast enough, I think about how long did it take me to get to the point where I felt my absolute worst? It didn't happen overnight. It's not one decision I made. It was multiple years of decisions and thoughts and beliefs. And so it's also going to take some time for that to reverse, right? For me to feel my best again, it's going to take multiple actions, consistency, just a new way of showing up every single day before I look back on my life and I realize that everything's different. So have patience with yourself if you're on any sort of healing journey. It just takes time and that's okay. It's worth it because it's going to be sustainable in the long run if you do it that way. So yeah, my body didn't change automatically. It didn't transform overnight. However, I did notice a shift happen internally almost immediately upon implementing these small shifts. I just felt less stressed, less anxious, less overwhelmed. And those are great signs that you are moving in the right direction. How do you feel inside? That is always a point to come back to. No matter what you are doing that your mind says you should be doing, how do you actually feel on the inside when you do that? Okay, so this leads me to shift number two. So the next big shift in my journey happened when I rewatched the Heal documentary. So this is a documentary that I talk about a lot because I think it is so powerful and it speaks on all of this in a way that just isn't a common conversation that is had out there in the health and wellness space. And it's, it's such a powerful movie. I definitely recommend it. I think it's actually on Netflix now, but if anything, it's definitely on Amazon Prime. So I had watched this film probably three times before this happened, but it hit me differently when I watched it this time. And this, this kind of reminds me of the quote of when the student is ready, the teacher appears. You can insert information or resource or whatever it is, right? It's like that may have always been in your reality, but you never understood it that way because you weren't ready for that information. And so at this point, I was ready. This documentary was such a wake-up call for me when I watched it this time around because I finally saw and understood how I was making myself sick how I was getting in my own way. And I remember crying when I had this epiphany. And it was both tears of joy and grief at the same time because I truly understood for the first time in my life how I was contributing to my own suffering. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional once you realize what is going on. And I just, it's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. It just clicked for me in a way that was so visceral and such a felt experience from which I just could not go back. It changed everything for me. Like this point forward, I was like, I get it now. I get it. And and it's really powerful because I think that like this journey is always about 
the perspective shift comes first and then you have to practice living by that new awareness that you have, right? And so that's why it doesn't happen overnight because it's like you have this massive shift of perception, which in A Course in Miracles, they call that alone a miracle. A miracle is a shift in perspective because everything is perspective, right? The world just is as it is. And then we, with our perspective, add meaning to it, add a story to it. And if you shift the way that you look at things, the things you look at change. So a shift is per, is powerful. It changes everything. You can't unsee that. But then creating the results comes by practicing this new way of going through life. And so in that moment, it just clicked for me. I realized so deeply in my bones, like it's literally giving me chills right now, that the body knows how to heal. Your body knows how to heal itself. Healing is an inside out process. Our only job is to get out of its way and to support it in doing so by giving it the best chance for healing. That is now my approach to health and wellness. Coming back to the truth that your body knows how to heal, that your body has everything it needs to heal, to feel amazing, to thrive, to live optimally, is so reassuring. It's so empowering because now you're not chasing anything outside of yourself and you are just constantly reminding and trusting and coming back to the intelligence of your own body. It's like the same intelligence that created this insane vessel that you live in that breathes for you and that keeps you alive. Like the amount of intricate complex systems that are functioning at the same time in your body to keep you alive and digesting your food and talking and multitasking without you doing anything consciously. That is the same intelligence that's at play when it comes to healing. Like what makes us think that we here with our conscious, 5% of our conscious mind have to do the work and find the answers externally to manipulate our vessel to make sure that we are in control and make sure we are healthy. That's exhausting. That's a recipe for stress and disaster. And I lived it. And instead we can remember, oh no, my body's actually really fucking smart. It's smarter than my mind will ever be. And all I have to do is get out of its way. Heal the layers, heal the stories, heal the obstacles. Yeah, take away the poison that may be contributing to my disease. Obviously, that's a part of it. I'm not saying health and lifestyle choices aren't a a factor. Obviously, they are. But there's more to it. It's like, how are your thoughts contributing to your suffering, to your dis-ease, dis-ease, lack of ease in the body? And when we start to approach that and try to heal that with compassion and love and care and trust in the body, then the body just does its thing. And then health doesn't become something you chase. It just becomes something you are. Oh my God. You guys, I love this conversation because it just makes me, it's just, it feels like I'm taking so much weight off of my own shoulders. And I hope that it feels that way for you too, because God damn, especially as women, it's like there's so much that we tie to our physical appearance and our health. And society has taught us to to view it that way, right? It's like if you are not beautiful and thin and skinny and like 
vibrant and glowing skin and thick, beautiful hair, then you, it, it feels like we're not worthy. And that sucks. Like, obviously we're chasing health. We're chasing this perspective, this view of health because we feel deep inside like we're not worthy. But those two cannot live together. They can't coexist. You can't think that you're not worthy unless you have this fit body and then actually have a fit body that is sustainable and enjoyable. Because they are one and the same. Health is a byproduct, a natural byproduct of how you feel inside, of the stories you believe about yourself. Think of any healthy, quote-unquote, healthy person that you know that's just like vibrating with health and happiness and joy and like clear skin. That person didn't get there because they hate themselves. I can tell you that much. They didn't get there because they are anxious all the time or because they don't trust themselves or because they are afraid to eat something that might make them fat. That is not their experience of life. And I know a lot of times social, like we look at social media, for examples, and social media is just highlight reels. And so it looks like someone's super healthy and fit, but you have no idea what's going on through their minds. If you knew that person in, in, in real life and you followed them along for a couple days, you would get the real experience of what, how that person feels, right? So it's hard to, to, to give that example, but like in real life, like people that are happy are usually also healthy and the other way around because they go together. They go hand in hand. It's not one and like they're not separate. They're one and the same. And that's really the key point here. It's like, let's focus on how you feel about yourself. The stories that are running rampant in your subconscious causing you to do the things that you've been doing. And then watch how your body follows suit. Watch, watch. I just... I challenge you to take this approach and see what happens without your conscious control and constant manipulation of circumstances. It is fucking magical and yet also completely normal. Like that is natural. <laughs> that is normal. Not the other approach to health where you are killing yourself at the gym every day and eating lettuce alone because you're too scared to add any sort of fat. Like it's just, it's ridiculous. It sucks. It's like you're going to get to the end of your life and be like, damn, that wasn't very fun. You know, like, why are, why are we here? We're not here to fucking hate our lives in the name of health. Like, no, health is just meant to be a byproduct of you being happy and living life and enjoying the body you're in and knowing your worth. Because you're worthy just by being human, by being alive. That's why you're worthy, not because you look any certain way. And the moment that you tap into that and believe that, the whole world starts to reflect that to you because it's an energy. We are energetic beings. <sighs> okay, I just went on a total rant, but I think that was important. Let's reel it back in and finish off this, this podcast with the two shifts that I have left that really made a big, big impact. So, okay, at this point, I'd watched the heal documentary and hit me in a different way. I just realized that my body knows how to heal, that I just have to get out of its way. And really the last kind of aha moment I had while watching that film is that this is my path. This is my purpose, at least in this point in my journey. 
And that was really empowering for me too, really beautiful because I felt a little bit lost. Like I knew that health and wellness were my passion and I was pursuing that. However, I had become so identified with this role of like a gut health coach because that's what I had been focused on in my physical health for so long and had learned so much about. And I, so I kind of trapped myself into this box of like, oh no, I have to help people with their gut health. And it wasn't very exciting to me anymore. I was like that... I like it, but like, it's not really the thing that's driving me anymore. And yet I didn't know what that thing was until I watched this documentary again. And I had that epiphany and I was like, oh shit, I get it. I am going through this myself first so that I can then help other people through this journey. And Fast forward a year or so later, and here I am recording this podcast and creating a program on this exact topic. And it makes me so happy, you guys. I could cry. I am literally creating a program that is going to walk you through this. And it's going to shift the way that you approach health and wellness and your whole entire life, really, because it's all one and the same forever. Beautiful. Anyway, more on that later. Shift number three was kind of an overarching one of studying Peter Crone's work and also Joe Dispenza's work. Those are my two kind of bodies of work. They're bodies of work that I have taken from a lot and learned so much from, especially Peter Crone. Peter Crone, his mind and the way that he explains things is just so unique and so potent and so powerful. And it really makes sense in my head. And the kind of main powerful takeaways that I have learned from him on this topic that has just shifted my approach even more is, again, your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. You cannot be healthy if you are still battling yourself in your mind. Health is a natural byproduct of a healthy internal environment. And instead of trying to change your circumstances to feel happy or healthy, Get to the root of why you don't feel that way now in this present moment. Because you can. You can always tap into a feeling in this moment right now instead of waiting for your circumstances to give that feeling to you. And that's an actually much more empowering and efficient way to live life as a human. We are so convinced and brainwashed into thinking that we need to have X in order to feel Y right? Like you need to have the beautiful home to feel successful, for example. When in reality, I mean, first it's like, what does successful even mean? Like to me now, like success is not just financial success, but also like peace of mind, living in a healthy body, having healthy relationships, loving myself. Like that to me is success. Like that's what I'm actually trying to get to. So that's a whole nother conversation, but really it comes down to remembering that you don't need to manipulate your circumstances because that's not actually the cause of how you feel. Nothing externally can ever make you feel any way. You are making you feel any way by interpreting whatever your circumstances are the way that you are. Right? This is why two people can have an experience and yet respond completely differently and have a different experience in their bodies because they are interpreting it differently. So anyway, I'm getting off topic, but that's really important to mention as well when when we even talk about health. 
So Peter Crone and Joe Dispenza's work really gave me the how that I was looking for. I began to implement their work into my life and I've never looked back. And this is so much of what's going into this program is learning how to implement all of these perspective shifts into a life that is going to yield those results with ease, right? So it's it's applying the mindset shifts of like, oh, my body knows how to heal and oh, like health doesn't have to be a chase and oh, I want to create the life that I love and not re- react to the one that I don't love. And um, for example, like your energy flows where your attention goes. And so learning how to tap into that to help your body heal, these are all different tactics. These are the how of how you begin to apply this to actually see the results in your life. So that's really what their work has helped me do. And at this point in my life, I'm not even following any diet. I really just implement the basics of what I know about diet and lifestyle, which I'm also going to be sharing in the program. And other than that, I just move through my day intuitively, mindfully, based on how I actually feel. And it's a daily practice. You know, I'm not perfect at this. It's a forever journey of getting a little bit closer to who you really are and like trusting yourself more and more and more and living more intuitively and like all of it. It's a, it's a forever journey, which is exciting because it's like you have nowhere to get to. It's just enjoy it while you're here because every day you're a little bit further than you were yesterday. But when I look back, I'm like, I don't even recognize the person I was a year ago. And it's funny because I look at like what I'm doing in the physical and it's not even that much different. It's less chaotic. It's less stressful. It's just less like I'm less anal about the things that I do, but it's not the doing that made me feel the way that I feel now. It's the internal shifts. It's the way that I view life. It's like I put a different filter on or actually I took the filter off and I'm just living authentically and genuinely through like my real eyes. And that has created a completely different world that I see now. And that's really, really, really the key here is like you can feel this way now. You don't have to wait till you have the six pack. And in fact, the six pack might even come more naturally because you're just going to the gym because you love it so much because you love yourself. You love the way you feel. And so you're just tapping into that more and more. And now you're like, Oh shit, look, look at me. I have a six pack. If that's your goal. (sighs) Okay. This leads me to my last shift. So I went to two big festivals this past year in 2022, Arcadia and Unison. And I never thought that I would have major aha moments going to a festival, but I did. And it was the surprising understanding that by having fun, like going to festivals and just letting loose and dancing and letting go, letting my inner child play, I actually was healing. So I want to mention, obviously, that everyone's journey looks a lot different because it's based on you and what you need. But for me, especially at this point in my life, I had become so imbalanced with my left and right brain. I was living primarily from logic and from survival. So everything was, it it makes you a very materialistic person. Like you, you forget that energy is even a thing and you have to see it to believe it. And it's just like, everything is really logical and, and straightforward when you're in that mindset. Right. And when you're not balanced out, it's like, it can be, it can become like an unhealthy masculine energy where you're just very controlling and very like disciplined and very, I don't know, structured. And it's really just 
an overcompensation for being in survival mode. So at these festivals, I was entered, I was able to enter a space of just fully being alive. Like in those two or three days that I was at those festivals, I was not worrying about food or my body or my to-do list or anything else other than just having fun and being present in the moment. And I hadn't done that in a long time because of the pandemic and because in my mind, like I, how it would be impossible for me to do that because that would ruin my health for sure. You know, and because I'd put in all this work to be so perfect, like no way can I go drink alcohol or whatever it is, stay up late and not sleep well. Like, no, no, no. Any, any change to my routine, like not that I wouldn't do it. I wasn't like mentally (laughs) ill. I mean, that's depends on how you look at it, but I, I wasn't extreme about it externally. It was just like a constant thought in my head. Like if I did go do that, I would have felt so guilty about it and it would have just not been fun. So anyway, it didn't come up until then because that's how life works. But in those at those festivals, I was just having such a good time and I remembered that I need to stop taking life so seriously. It is not as serious as I was making it out to be. Again, the pressure of needing to be perfect, of it meaning something about me constantly, that was killing me. It was taking the fun out of it. It's like, why are we doing this in the first place? We do it so that we can have fun and enjoy our lives. Like we want to live in healthy bodies so that we feel good and we can do the things we love, right? And like when we're older and have kids, we want to be able to pick up our kids and dance and be young and like stay active. Like you don't wait until the end to tap into that. It's like, that's why we do it. So we can be, we can work hard and play hard at the same time really is the point here. And dancing felt so good. Like I hadn't been moving my body in a way that was just fun for so long because I felt like every moment in time I needed to be doing something productive. Like either if I'm going to be moving, I need to be lifting weights or like doing yoga or whatever. But like dancing just felt like a waste of time because it wasn't meant to do Like it wasn't meant to be productive, right? And yet that was the mindset again that was getting in my own way because I needed to dance. I needed to let go. I needed to get out of my head and get into my body because the healing, again, your body knows how to heal. Just get out of your head and trust it and have fun and, and realize that like that, maybe that is your medicine to like let go a little bit and like have some fun, you know? So if you are stuck on the extreme of like never letting yourself lo- like let loose or really dance for fun, like on a random Tuesday afternoon by yourself in your room, like you don't have to have a reason, just like infuse some more play, some more dance, some more fun into your life and let that be your medicine if that's what you need. And it's definitely what I needed. It also helped me tap into my feminine energy, which I needed. It's like your creative, intuitive, feminine energy I was way too much of my masculine. Again, coming from survival mode, there was no room for the creative feminine expression. And in order to be healthy, it's like you have to be like balanced correctly for your biology, your makeup. And for me, I needed more of my feminine. And so this really, really helped me. It just reminded me that my body responds well to me being happy and worry-free. Again, health is a natural byproduct of how you feel. So if you feel happy and you're doing things that make you happy and you're dancing because it feels good, your body's going to respond really well to that. 
And I noticed that. Like I would go to these festivals and I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, wow, my body looks so good. And yet I got no sleep last night and I was out all night dancing. Like it didn't make sense, you know? But I started to understand. I started to see the pattern and I was like, all right, all right, I get it. I get it, you know? And it's really hard for my mind to accept that. But like I'm seeing it in front of me. Every time that I go and I let loose, even on vacation or something, like my body's actually less inflamed, less bloated. And I feel more vibrant and more alive and more happy. And there's a smile on my face. Like we have to start making that connection, that correlation, because they are so deeply connected. So I danced and I felt sexy in my body again for the first time in so long. And it was so freeing. And I just remembered like, oh my gosh, this is what it feels like to be happy and healthy and like, like feel good in my actual body. Like this is what it's about. And it's not about what my mind is making it out to be. And I realized that like when I let go of control and start like stop trying to manipulate every decision that I make, stop trying to like always make the perfect decision. And when I just focus on like what I like being alive, like that's when my health naturally falls into place. Like what, what if a doctor told you that that's what you needed to do? Go be happy, go dance. Go get in your body. Like stop stop trying to control everything. <laughs> I know it's harder said than done, but like we would think that that's ridiculous. And yet that is so much of a better recipe than like, oh, you know, stop eating this one food or like work out one more time a week. Like that's not going to do shit. I'm sorry. It's not going to help in the long term because it goes so much deeper. You're, you're, is such a complex human being with emotions and feelings and thoughts and like your whole life experiences that are just trapped in your subconscious creating filters through which you see the world one little food that you're eating is not i mean yes it could change your whole life there are exceptions out there i i understand this but i'm saying for the most people for the average person it goes a lot deeper than that and that's the beautiful part about it You know, like life would be so boring if it's like just one habit you had to change and then everything fell into place. Like, okay, now I have nothing else to work for. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's not meant to be that easy. And it's not, not easy is not the right word, but it's like, you're meant to go on a little bit of a journey and like have a good time and realize that like, you've always been powerful. You've always been healthy on the inside. And like, you just lost track of who you were and started to see through weird filters that distorted your view of yourself and life, really. That's what this whole fucking journey is, in my opinion. So yeah, you guys, those are the four shifts. And eventually I looked back on my life and I realized that everything had changed. I was living a completely different life back in the day than I am now. And again, it's not so much what I did in the doing realm. It's more of like how I'm viewing myself in the world nowadays, which anyone can do. Anyone can tap into it. And that's the beauty of this new approach. I was enjoying and I am, I'm enjoying my life despite my circumstances. And that is the piece that I want you to take away. It's like your circumstances, the cards that you have been dealt, the way that your life looks externally are not the reason that you feel the way you do. The reason you feel the way you do is because of how you are interpreting everything in your life. And that may sound difficult to to accept because it means you have to take responsibility. However, 
if you decide to actually take that responsibility, it is the most liberating thing in the world. Because if it's really your circumstances that are causing you to feel the way that you feel, you are shit out of luck. You don't have control over most things that happen in your life. You don't have control over what your boss says. You don't have control over so many things in your life in this exact moment. But you do have control over how you respond. Over how you choose to see the things in your life. And yes, it takes practice because you are creating new neural networks in your mind that take some time to pave and ingrain to become second nature. But it's the most beneficial and really the only worthy journey to take, really. It's the only one because you can't control your circumstances. And if you do, it's exhausting and it causes you stress and it makes you miserable and it makes you unhealthy and diseased because your body's constantly trying to tell you to chill the fuck out and change the way that you view life. Our bodies are so smart. They're always communicating to us. And if we can learn how to tap into that, it'll change everything for you. I've experienced it firsthand. It really does work that way. But you have to believe it and you have to trust it and you have to go on that journey. And it gets better and better the more that you do. And that's the beauty of it. Life will always have its ups and downs. That is unavoidable. That's part of why we're here. Because if we didn't have any tension, if there is no resistance, you wouldn't want to improve. You wouldn't have any motivation to to go after it, you know? So it causes us a little bit of friction because that's what we need. That's what we need as humans to, to, to keep going, to push us, to get a little bit of fire lit under our ass, you know? So instead of always trying to control everything, including your health, because that comes from fear or a lack of trust in yourself and in life. It's about learning how to let go, lean back, trust in the unfolding of your life, as well as in yourself and your body, and just go with the flow a little bit more. Like just let go of the tight grip that's coming from fear that you have on life and on your health. Loosen it a little bit. Let your muscles relax. Take a step back. Remember that there's an intelligence at play, not only in your body, but also in your life. Like, look at nature alone. There's such an intelligence in nature that allows it to operate in the way that it does that helps us survive on this planet. Who is controlling that? I don't know. That's up to you to believe, but there's something at play. There's something at play. There's some greater intelligence that you don't need to constantly try to control. And the more that you can lean into trust, the more that you can let go of your need to control. And from there, everything starts to fall into place naturally and beautifully and with so much more harmony than you could ever create with your mind, with fear. This approach, this way of living, of doing health, is about creating the life and the body that you desire by getting to the root of every behavior and action in your life, aka your mindset. Where is this coming from is a good question to ask yourself. And not from a place of judgment. This is not about judging yourself. That's not going to help. Again, that's coming from from fear at the end of the day. This is coming from love. Like we're shifting our approach away from fear and over to love. Can everything you do come from a place of love, that is a new way of living. 
that's a way of creating a life you want because you know that you are capable of achieving amazing things and putting amazing creations out there and having an amazing health and not because you hate the way that you look or the, the way that you feel or whatever it is. Fear and love. Tap into love more often and try living from that place. Love for yourself, love for life, love for everything that you are doing. Trust the process. Trust yourself. Let it be natural. Let it be a natural byproduct. Let health be a natural byproduct of your internal environment. So whether you are chasing health or happiness or fulfillment or success, remember, first of all, it's not a chase. It's not a chase. If you're chasing, you're doing it wrong. Pause, reflect, reanalyze, look through new eyes. But if that's what you're after, then remember that it's doable with so much more ease and so much more joy when you get to the root of why you don't already have them. Because you are just as worthy as the next person that does have that. You don't have a manufacturing label inside of you that says you're not worthy. That is a conversation in your head. And therefore, that's the conversation that needs to be shifted in order for you to then have the things naturally because that's an extension of who you believe yourself to be. So start within, start with the inner narratives, the layers that you have built around the truth of who you are that you are now compensating for with all of these perfectionist tendencies and these people-pleasing tendencies. It's like, remember who you are and live from that place and heal the things that have gotten in the way of you naturally living that and believing that. You are so capable of greatness in this moment. You don't have to do anything outside of yourself and all of the answers truly live within you. I swear they do. If this conversation has you lit up the way that it has me fired up right now, then I am going to say that that is your sign to tune in to what's coming in this space. Look out for this program that I'm dropping in April and reach out. See if it's something you're interested in. Let me help you go through this. Let me help you help you. I'm not doing anything. I'm just guiding you along the journey that I have seen in my own life work miraculously. And I'm taking you, I'm shining a light and you're just going on your own path to heal yourself, to remember your own worth. And that, yes, that it's for your health because fuck, without your health, you don't have anything really. But the beauty of this is that it's all one and the same. When you shift the way that you view life, when you heal the way you feel about yourself on the inside, everything in your life gets better. Your health is just one of them. Your relationships will deepen when you have a healthier relationship to yourself. Your financial situation will will reflect how you feel about yourself. You'll go after the things that you've been wanting to do because you'll trust yourself more and you'll have more energy to do more things in your life. I mean, there are endless amounts of reasons why this approach to life and approach to health are life-changing for the better. And I just want you to see that the way that I have been able to see in my own life. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited to take this journey. I feel like such a baby on this process. And yet I I know that it's already such a game changer and it's, it's going to be so profound. And I'm, I've never been more excited to release something in my life. It feels so true to me. And I understand now why I had to go through so much pain and so much struggle and so much suffering over the past few years to get to this point and to see it this way. And 
I just want to use that as a gift to everyone else so that they use so that you don't have to experience it the way that I did. Like, yes, you're still going to have your challenges and, and that's part of the process. But like some of the suffering is preventable if we shift the way that we look at life. So I invite you to join me on this journey. And I'm so excited to share more with you guys once this program is released. This whole month, I will be teasing out little little snippets here and there and taking you along the creation process because I want you to be a part of it. I don't want this to just be me. So stay tuned on my Instagram and on my TikTok, both at Lily M. Terry, L-I-L-L-Y-M Terry, T-E-R-R-Y. And I'll share more when it's ready to go. But I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and being here. I would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments about this episode or anything I've talked about, please reach out to me. I love, love, love interacting with you guys. So thank you so much. I am just so grateful. And I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye.